Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and at every Monday we get to get we get together and we tackle a topic of finance that has either gotten someone confused or uh, in trouble, or they just had something come along where they didn't quite understand it and they get a little bit um, worried about a topic. Uh, and we take them all on. So every topic we actually do on the show has come from either a client of mine during my you know daytime where I'm a financial advisor and bookkeeper, uh, or you know in conversation when just family and friends have uh, questions and they're like, I don't really understand this or uh, what did they mean? I saw this on TV and that's where the shows come from. So anytime I, I do a topic, it's not because uh, it's my favorite, necessarily my favorite topic, but uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. Most of the financial topics are my favorite. So I love to take them on. And that's what we do here every Monday night. And on the Inspired Choices Network, it's just a beautiful tie-in because Truly, the network is an all-inclusive, holistic look at everything, and and finance is just that one tiny piece that I get to be part of, and the financial uh, topics are my area, the other areas that are super important to make your your whole life really work and, and to be healthy and happy is the physical stuff, the mental stuff, all aspects of your life, uh, and obviously the financial part fits into that as well. So I always tell people that if there's something that you're missing or you just need a little bit of support on, whether it's uh, parenting, whether it's helping your business, whether it's helping a relationship, whether it's help in real estate, then that just plug yourself in to the host that that shares all that information. And I'm specifically talking about real estate tonight because uh, we do have a very special guest that I'm going to introduce in just a minute. So uh, please uh, join us in the chat room when you're live, if you're listening to us live tonight. Uh, if you're not listening to us live tonight, that's okay because we have an app and it is absolutely free to download. It works on your Android. It works on your iPhone. It is super, super easy. You can have it downloaded at our first break and have it all working and ready to go in that, no time flat. It's that simple. And we're on over 250 platforms. You can find us anywhere that works for you, for your timing. So if you're able to watch us live on Mondays, that's fantastic. If you're not, then that's okay. We're in uh, on the network. The whole network is on the app and you're able to plug yourself into whatever show at whatever time that works for you. So I encourage everyone to do that. Uh, now tonight I do have a super, super special guest that I, am, I have been very much looking forward to because this is um, a great opportunity for us to learn a lot about real estate. And I get a lot of questions every day about real estate. And what a lot of people don't know is I spent 20 years in land development and I love real estate. And when I get asked about it, it's exciting, but it's not my area of expertise. So I never have a place where I can reference to say, hey, this is where you go. We have general conversations, but uh, tonight we actually have a real expert who's in it and knows it inside and out in and every day. Uh, for 25 years, Liza has been passionately involved uh, in what is now being called the co-housing movement. 
And Liza's deep and diverse background in tourism and events has included leading groups on world famous European river cruises, managing eco guest houses in Bondi Beach, Australia, and being employed by two Olympic Games. She is not fooling around. <laughs> she knows this stuff. Uh, on her journey, she discovered everything about financing, joint ventures, and buying real estate. Liza has a wealth of information and wisdom about real estate sectors, both inside and outside the Canadian borders. So for those of you who are listening and you're in Canada, you are going to learn a lot. And if you're not in Canada, you will also learn a lot because Liza has experience in both areas. So you're in for a real treat. As the founder and leader of REN, Liza feels compelled to provide opportunities for others, especially women, which is exactly what we focus on here on Financially Speaking. So it's a, it's a real, real pleasure. Uh, also to find women for Liza's work with women, she helps them find their own creative and collaborative ways to learn about and prosper from real estate and related markets. She is currently in the process of purchasing a portfolio of investment properties with a group of women and has just partnered on the purchase of 150 acres of subdividable land near Victoria, BC. For those of you who don't know Canada, that's out on the West Coast. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. And uh, it's uh, real estate is very much different on the West Coast as it is in central part of Canada where I am in Ontario. Uh, versus all the way on the East Coast. So this is a real treat for us. And I'm excited to have you here. Liza, welcome to the show. Oh, my goodness. I'm terrified now after that introduction. <laughs> I've got lots to live up to. Uh, thank you so much, Kathy. It's wonderful to be here. And and I uh, there were so many things that you just said that I was like, literally like scrambling to, to write down some notes, because I, I love it when when we have so much synergy, right? Holistic, you know, holistic is so important. And that's one of the things that that women do more, especially in real estate. I mean, we do that in a lot of places, but in real estate, for sure. Uh, confused and in trouble. Who isn't confused right now? I mean, you know, the world is a confusing place. So definitely uh, great to, uh, to talk about that. Um, and I just love the fact that you love real estate. You know, one of the things that I say a lot is, yeah, I love real estate, but I love the lifestyle. So for me, it's, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to be picking up a hammer and working on the tools in real estate for the rest of my life. Um, but I love the freedom and the lifestyle that having a good real estate portfolio can give you. And uh, I'm a traveler and I love to spend time in Mexico and we're looking at uh, buying property in Portugal and buying a couple of BFF mansions, which I'm sure we're going to talk about today. Uh, and uh, I'm super excited to be here. So thank, thank you again for having me. It is really my pleasure, Liza. I've been looking forward to talking to you for a long time now. Uh, you know, with a little bit of my background there, it's, it has always been a predominantly male industry that you're working with. So when we come across women with your experience and expertise and in an area that that isn't really, I'm going to say women friendly, because it's, uh, it, and don't get me wrong, things have changed, even in my world of finance, it's right, predominantly men, it's changing, it's for sure changing. But there's so much information out there. And I find that, especially for women, when I talk to them about finance and real estate falls in that same similar category, I should say, uh, it's very much fear. It's a, it's a, there's a lot of fear that surrounds the topic. There's a lot of doubt on their ability to understand it, their ability to do it and do it well. Um, it's, it's funny. I don't know the stats on real estate, but I know the stats with finance and women tend to be better investors and they tend to have better understanding and they make better moves. 
they make better decisions. And it's, it's just kind of funny because they're the ones that are also dealt themselves the most. So uh, with real estate, it's exciting to have you here. And I, I'm anxious to uh, talk to you about a bunch of things. I know I, I want to talk to you about your book. I want to talk to you about the, the new development that you're working on. That sounds extremely exciting. Um, I want to talk to you about collaborative work that you have with women. I want to talk to you about your REN network. Um, I need to book like three more hours with you. I can tell. <laughs> but I want to just jump right in and, and say, you know, why don't I give you a chance to, to share a little bit about where you got, where you came from and how you got to where you are. And then let's talk about what you've got going on now and all these great projects. It sounds great. And yes, I'm sure we could talk for days. <laughs> So, so how did I end up where I am now? You know, I'm a single, I'm a single woman, single by choice, no children by choice. I was one of those people who very early on decided that I wanted to be a little bit more of a gypsy and have lots of adventure. And so I've done lots of traveling. As you mentioned, I've worked on cruise ships. I've done river cruising in Europe. I've done two Olympic games. I was fortunate enough to work in Sydney, Australia, back in the year 2000, which was pre 9-11, which was pre all of the security, you know, so we call it security theater in a lot of ways, because some of it is kind of nonsensical. But, um, oh my gosh, you know, working in Sydney, Australia for the Olympic Games with the opening and closing ceremonies. And then the same team who produced the opening and closing ceremonies in Australia were the ones that were hired to produce the opening closing ceremonies in Vancouver. So I got to work for them uh, in Vancouver. So I, I love meeting people. I love traveling. I love collaboration. Um, I love the diversity. You know, the, the more we meet people around the world, the less fear we have, right? We talked about that. You talked about fear. The more we get to know each other, the more we realize that we really all want the same thing. We want health, safety, respect, trust, friendship, and, and, and family, right? And, and family can come in, in many different ways. Uh, and, and the world over, we're, we're not that much different. So my, my traveling, my world adventures gave me, you know, tons of confidence, tons of ability to always be meeting people. You know, I, I learned very early, uh, always be the first person in the room to say hi, or always be the first person to smile. And so when you're setting up a, a network, you want you want to you want to emulate that and you want to bring people in who are also going to to be those people because that those are, are the people that we surround ourselves with so so the traveling the the work uh the confidence uh, all of these are are great things that um you know when i turned 40 uh which was uh, 14 years ago led me to kind of pause and think, okay, well, I've got this great life. I've kind of lived, you know, almost like people dream of living when they retire. How am I going to retire? <laughs> right? Like, how am I actually going to be able to afford uh, to retire with this great, you know, traveling life? Because this doesn't, these jobs don't necessarily pay the kind of money uh, that you're going to retire on. And most of them are contract-based. And do banks like contract-based work? No, they don't. And who do you traditionally go to when you're looking for a mortgage? You know, traditionally, most of the population goes to a bank. So as I was kind of becoming a grown-up and realizing that I wanted to buy a house and put down some kind of roots, um, I was, you know, really trying to learn as much as I could about real estate. And, and you, you, again, you said it, right? All of the things that I was learning, I was learning mostly from men. And we have great men in the REN group, and I've learned from great men, but they do speak a different language to women. And, and again, you, you said it, right? Women 
uh, invest. Women are good investors and, and part of the doubt that they have means they're going to do more due diligence. So they often, they often make better decisions. So what I was noticing as I was going through this, this sort of reckoning and realization was as I was learning about real estate and as I was learning about it from so many men, I realized that so many women were being left out of the picture. They weren't having the conversations. And I was meeting women at both ends of the age spectrum, young women who were, you know, let's say younger than 30, who'd never talked to a banker before. They'd never gone in and applied for a loan. They didn't have a credit card yet. They knew nothing about establishing credit. They're like, oh, I don't need it. And I'm like, yeah, you do. You know. <laughs> and then uh, on the other end of the age spectrum, tons and tons of women who are either single or widowed have property and have a ton of equity sitting in it, and they're not doing anything with it. I mean, they could be helping their children to, to get into the real estate market, you know, doing it as a gift or a loan. I mean, you can do it as a loan, um, but, but, you know, waiting until people die to get an inheritance when you could be helping to create your children as future millionaires and, and good, you know, citizens of society contributing because the money thing isn't so much of an issue for them anymore. So I was meeting these women at both ends of the spectrum and I really noticed there was a huge gap in real estate education, real estate knowledge, real estate investing by women. Uh, and, and I created REN and my mission is to, to get more women involved in real estate. And so REN is the Women's Real Estate Network and that is exactly what we are. We do have some men in the club and we call them our enlightened guys. Um, and, uh, and we have lots of women and, and we are all collaborators. And we, we love to travel and we want to build uh, our best life and we, we look at things holistically uh, and we look at the wealth that real estate can bring, but we also look at aspects of our health and our lifestyle and, and what, do we, what do we want? What do we want for our futures? What do we want for the futures of our families and what do we want for our communities? Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. That is so very exciting for me to hear because that is something I remember with my dad talking about real estate. And that's how I got in, obviously, what land development when I was doing that. And I remember being one of 17 people in the room, the only female. Mm -hmm. And that was 20 years ago. So, you know, things change a little bit, but to have a, a network like that where women can go now and not just learn about it, but actually start to participate and do it because there's a lot of courses out there you take and then there's no action after whereas Absolutely. you have action and yeah. the action is, I mean, let's face it, it's the fun part. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's exciting that there's an action to go to. Uh, we're going to talk about Ren uh, a little bit more. We're going to take our first break of the night. And when we come back, we have Liza all night. So we're going to talk to her about women in real estate and her network and how that works and the actual action part of it, which is very exciting, that development that she's working on now. Um, we're going to talk about how to start because starting is a big, big uh, stumbling block for a lot of different areas, but especially in real estate, because, you know, your house and your car are usually your two biggest assets you end up buying. So it's, it's nerve wracking, especially to take your first step. And we're going to talk to Liza about how do you take that first step? Because I think that's a really, really important part, especially for women. And that really starts the confidence and gets things rolling. So do not go anywhere. We are with Liza Rogers tonight. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And we will be right back. <laughs> 
is great. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and our very special guest is Liza Rogers, who is talking all things real estate tonight with us. And before we went to break, I mentioned that we want to start, we want to talk about how to get started and what that looks like and how to take the plunge, but uh, to do it in a in a an organized way with some confidence that you're not just randomly going out there and you see a piece of real estate and you're like, there you go, and it doesn't work. Because the one thing that, and, and we'll ask Liza, but I, I, I think that she would say, real estate is not something that you just randomly go out there and do and everybody makes money on it. Uh, we've all seen people lose money on it. And it's because they haven't done their homework or they haven't had the confidence to proceed when and where they should. So Liza, what do you say to people? How do you get them started in the whole process? Great question. Thank, uh, thanks, Kathy. Yeah, it's excellent to uh, to have that conversation, right? Because that's what it's all about for so many people. How do you get started? People pick up a book and then we know what that becomes. It becomes shelf help, right? You take a course, uh, 5% of people who take courses actually end up going through the course. We're fairly lucky in our network. We've got, I would say, between 25 and 35% of the network are actively investing or getting ready to. So we're pretty excited that the network is action takers, as you mentioned earlier. Um, and I think one of the things that was interesting, uh, just to bring up on the break, uh, there was a, a, a note about... Um, the reality TV shows, right? I call them the uh, the HGTV romance. So who doesn't want a Scott McGillivray vacation home or something? And, and is that the reality? So so I think there's the inspiration. That's, that's what kind of gets us sparked up. 
And then there's the actual starting. So those HGTV, you know, Brian Bomber and Scott McGillivray, and they're great guys, and they all have, you know, great uh, education programs themselves. But it's, it, you're part of a really large machine, and it's sometimes hard to get started. So when getting started, the number one thing that I recommend is get yourself in a room with people who are like-minded and who have something in common with you. So for us, you know, it's pretty obvious. I've already mentioned it a couple of times. We're mostly women and we love the lifestyle that real estate provides. So we're looking at properties together in Mexico and we're looking at properties together in Portugal. And we actually have these ideas that we don't want to go into a traditional retirement home, especially, you know, now that we've seen uh, what they look like after COVID. So we're going to set up our own right? Why wouldn't you want to own your own personal mansion or, or apartment building somewhere and have your friends uh, and fellow investors uh, live in, and share in that with you? And why wouldn't you want to do that all over the world? <laughs> you know? so, so it's finding a group of people that are doing what you want to do. And sometimes you're not even sure, as you alluded to, you're not even sure where you want to jump in, right? Do I want to flip houses? Do I want to be a passive investor and, and lend money? Do I want to... Um, uh, you know, do uh, Airbnb properties and, and buy all kinds of vacation rentals. So when you get into the room with a group of people uh, and, and go to as many free events as you can, because you're going to meet people there and, and somewhere along the line, you're going to say, oh, this is my tribe, right? These are the people I've been looking for. And it takes a while to get there, especially for the women, because you're going to go to a lot of them and there's going to be more men in the room. So find networks that are, you know, full of women or full of like-minded people and, and find out what they're doing and then start asking questions. You know, one of the things that if you're in the right group of people, nobody is going to, you know, make you feel ashamed or embarrassed for asking a question. I mean, there's no stupid questions. Like one of the things that I always say is I like to be the dumbest person in the room because if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm not in the right room. Right. So so don't be afraid to ask questions and, and just, you know, jump in. So so again, that getting started piece is don't be afraid, get in the right room, surround yourself with like minded people. So those are kind of the first things. Read as much as you can, um, uh, you know, take the time to start to think about what what areas of real estate you want to be in. And, and you alluded to it as well. Don't just jump in because real estate is not a short term game. It's a long-term thing. And if someone's offering you a get-rich-quick scheme, it, that's probably exactly what it is. It's probably a scheme. Once in a while, something comes along, and yeah, you, there might be a, an opportunity to, to make a quick buck, but that doesn't happen very often. And the, the longer-term plays are going to be you know, much more stable. There's much more due diligence that goes into them. They're, they're less risky. Uh, they're, they've been vetted more deeply by lawyers and accountants. They might be, you know, they might have been subject to an audit. You can, you can go through the, the paperwork. So those kinds of deals where you've got the opportunity to participate in something long-term with long-term stability, those are the things that, that really are, are going to, to give you the confidence and give you the safety so that if something, you know, does not go completely to plan, because as you, we've again alluded to, everybody's lost money in real estate, right? Because everybody's done something, made a mistake, didn't have the right team to, to help pull things together. And, and, and somewhere along the line, a ball's been dropped. What you want to do from that is learn from it. You know, we call that the tuition. You know, don't give up. Take that as your tuition 
and say, okay, what did I learn from this opportunity? And what am I not going to do again, right? You're, my, you're going to get a, an investor-focused lawyer. You're going to get an investor-focused realtor. If you're using a realtor who doesn't own property, you're using the wrong realtor. Right? I mean, we actually have real estate agents who don't own a single property, let alone investment properties. All of my realtors own oh, probably over 100 doors each. Uh, and so they are in it. They're, they're in the game. They can speak the language. And they'll say to me, you're not buying this property. How many realtors do you have out there who would say to you, I don't want you to buy this property? So surrounding yourself with the right people, taking those first steps to get started, getting the education, getting in the room with people who are, are like-minded. Uh, and, 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 you know, part of it is just committing to doing it, right? Com commit to it. Um, and I would say lastly is, and this is something we talk about all the time, figure out what your why is, right? Why are you going to do, why are you choosing real estate? And, and once you kind of can answer those questions, that then gives you the, the momentum to keep moving forward. I mean, for me, um, my mom is a single mom. She's, uh, she's semi-retired now. She loves to spend time in Florida. And when I look at you know, her life, and as I mentioned earlier, I wanna be able to retire and have a great life. I don't wanna be struggling as a you know, 75, 80 year old woman. So you know, my why is, is my mom and being able to give her a great life moving forward and as she retires. And I wanna be able to give myself a great life. And, and so real estate for me is when I'm having a hard time and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I just look at the future and I say, you know what? I'm creating my own path and real estate is helping me do that. And, and that, you know, that cementing that in is, is a really important part of it. That is excellent. And I could not agree with you more. It's, uh, it's funny. I find uh, real estate and, and financial conversations go very closely together. And I just had this last week, actually, and I'll get your take on the, the real estate market that we're in now, because we had a, a, an incredible upswing in the pricing, like really in an abnormal way where the valuations weren't justifying what the prices were. And then the feds and the, you know, the federal government here and the Federal Reserve in the U.S., they've been doing what they can, certain things to cool it, uh, mostly with raising the rates. And they've cooled it a little bit. But if your property, and this is the thing that people need to, they wrap their, sometimes can't wrap their head around, your property just went up 150% and it cooled by 25%. You're still up 125%. Because I started to have people say, oh, I don't know, I missed the whole thing. And I'm like, how did you miss it? You're up 125 on a net. <laughs> so that's where, you know, I just had this conversation with someone last week and they were, we we're deciding, should we be investing our money or should we be buying a rental property that is coming up available? And these are questions that, that I get quite a bit now because of, well, I get them any, I used to get them anyway, but a lot more because of the real estate in the press that you, you heard so much about and saw so much about. So what do you say to people about, um, is this the time or what do you think is happening in the real estate market? Where's it gonna go? Well, am I, if I buy now, is it gonna crash next year? Am I gonna lose all my money? Uh, what do you think about those kind of uh, questions? Yeah, those are those are the questions that everybody's asking, right? I mean, anybody who's new to real estate is certainly asking those questions. Um, and you know, who who are we to think we have a, a crystal ball that we we have the answers? But what we can do is look at the past, and we can look at in times of crisis always comes opportunity. In times of inflation, where you know everybody's running for the hills, those are when the Warren Buffetts of the world, 
you know, pick up the bargains, right? I mean, I remember speaking of Scott McGillivray, he tells a story about how he bought on auction, I think it was something like 30 properties in 2009, 2008 or 2009, right when the US global financial crisis hit, people were like leaving their doors, um, leaving their keys and just walking away and houses were on auction. And he went up and, you know, literally bought them on a on an auction and had to basically pay the price of the uh, the um, administration fee uh, and sold them all, you know, five or six years later. I think he bought the whole uh, group for something like, I don't know, it was something ridiculous, like $30,000 and then sold each of them for $300,000 over the next few years. So yeah. crisis and uncertainty, like one of the things, again, that I talk about is, and maybe it's because I've been a little bit of a gypsy and I've moved around a lot. All of my best decisions and the things that have changed my life and propelled me like at a, a rocket speed pace into the future have all happened in times of uncertainty. And oh, and I just got the full body shiver. So whenever that happens, that's the universe telling me that, you know, I've said something that's profound <laughs> or true. Absolutely. So for me, for me, it's, you know, uncertainty. Um, times of crisis, right? I, I, there's a there's a number of um, data uh, statistics that show, you know, what happened after World War One. Well, suddenly, or, or sorry, World War Two in particular. Well, suddenly the government wanted build automobiles, uh, get people back to work building roads, created the subdivision. Everybody in North America suddenly was able to buy a home, right? So who would have predicted that? Um, 2008 financial crisis, right? Uh, again, you know, it's fairly recently homes dropping in price. Uh, Vancouver and Toronto were barely kind of scathed by that. I think we went down a little bit, as you had mentioned to, you know, on paper, things went down a little, but you're not actually seeing that loss unless you actually sell for that loss. Otherwise, it's just a blip in time. Uh, and so you have to look at the long game. Again, it's, it's looking at real estate in a seven to 10 year cycle. If you're looking at it in a five year cycle, you might actually see you know, a, a, a decline, and you haven't given it enough time to recover. If you look in a seven to 10 year cycle, you can pretty much historically look at any time period over seven to 10 years in real estate, and it's always on the upswing. And that goes from the time that they've pretty much been keeping records. Uh, there's always an incline, look at any graph, you know, look at look at anything over over that cycle. So seven to 10 years is key, you're, you're going to see that upswing. One of the other things that, that for us in particular, we collaborate. So when you collaborate, you can buy things that aren't necessarily the thing that is creating all of the panic in the market. So we all know that we have a, an affordable housing crisis. We have a housing crisis in North America in general. We didn't keep up to the amount of building that needed to be done after the 2008 crash. And so we're short on housing pretty much everywhere. So what most people are looking for when they're looking at housing and, and especially to buy, they're looking at a, a condo, a townhome, a single family home. So what do we look at? We are looking at fourplexes, small apartment buildings, unique properties, mobile home parks, um, tiny home villages, right? That's gonna be the, the big thing of the future. So for example, we just um, removed subjects a week ago on an eight unit apartment building uh, right across the street from the beach in Victoria. And oh my gosh, it is a gorgeous little property. Uh, and we're going to, we've bought it as a group of friends and we're going to move into it. Like it's going to be our own personal retirement home and we're going to move into it. And, and uh, when we look at the amount of money that it was to purchase it um, per door, it's cheaper 
by probably $100,000 or more than we would ever be able to get into a, a condo or a townhome or a home on our own. Uh, and now we've got like our own, you know, personal property managers built in, right? So we're taking less risk. We've always got someone to look after our property. We've got a, a, what, what's been referred to by a couple of our investors as a trophy property because it's across the street from the water, 15,000 square foot lot. It's never going to go down in value, right? It might go down a little bit this year, but are we going to sell it? No bloody way. We're probably going to hold on to this thing forever. <laughs> so the timing of the market is where sometimes people get tripped up. So when, when everybody panics, that's when it's time to just you know, do more than read the headlines. The headlines are meant to instill fear and panic. That's what their job is. Um, read to the bottom of the story and see, you know, what are the other sides of the story? Because if you're reading just the headlines, you're not getting the full story. And then anything that you're reading that's kind of giving you one side, balance it out with, with the other side. Because if there's something terrible happening to one group of people, you can bet that there's another group of people that are going to capitalize on that. And do you want to be on the group that's being taken advantage of? Or do you want to be in on the group that's got the knowledge, has the team, and, and can make the decisions based on having all of the information? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so much you said that I, I, I could just sub the word finance or investing in. And, you know, when you mentioned people like Warren Buffett and his, he's always famous for saying, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. And this, the whole market and real estate and finance, it's, it's all based on emotion of reporting, but the success is based on having no emotion and being able to take the emotion out of it. And, and I find that when, when people truly understand that, that's when they can start doing uh, more in terms of, you know, expanding their portfolios in real estate and, and investing and whatever the case is. But I do have to ask you, because I keep having this image of Golden Girls come in my head when you mentioned the co-housing movement. And I think, wow, well, those guys were onto something. So I want to ask you, uh, with the co-housing movement, just maybe explain a little bit more to it because I, I, I was on your website and it's a great website, by the way. Thank and you. I saw some really great, easy to understand information. So maybe just explain the co-housing movement. Uh, Absolutely. Little, I know you've kind of alluded to it, but, uh, and then how people should look at it and, and really view that in terms of, well, I'm not just living with somebody like I'm in university. That's not what it is. Yeah, exactly. And and the co-housing movement, you know, co-housing and co-living, I mean, I can talk about this for weeks and, and from so many different angles. So first of all, I like to say, you know, having worked on cruise ships, I, I lived on the largest floating co-housing mm. platform, right? I was, yeah. uh, you know, a minute away from my boyfriend, a minute away from my ex-boyfriend, and then a minute away from the captain. And all of those people wanted to know what you were doing at all times. So you know, there were there were things about it that were, uh, you know, not so no so great, but there were things about it that were fantastic as well, right? You, you've got a built-in sense of community and you've got a mini United Nations and you, you can have a conversation about anything at any time. So the, the co-housing piece and, and, you know, we also talk a little bit about co-living and I'm happy to explain the, the difference, but the co-housing piece, when you think of it, think of how we used to live. 
So when I talk about World War One and suddenly everybody, or sorry, World War Two, and suddenly highways and automobiles and everybody was able to go and live in their, you know, 1500 or 2500 square foot silo, right? And that the, the identification of success, like the definition of success was, I did it and I did it on my own. And now I live in this great house with just my family and my 2.5 cars and my 2.3 children and that's success. But if we go back to how we used to live, we lived multi-generationally with our families, with grandparents, you know, with the kids, the kids weren't like kicked out at 19. I mean, gosh, I remember when I was dating someone when I was 25 and he was a Romanian man and he still lived at home because that was what the tradition was. And I was like, dude, you still live at home? Ew, like move out. What are you like? What are you a child? Right. You're 28 years old. Move out from home. And he's like, why would I do that? Romanians don't move out until they get married. (laughs) So culturally, we have for so long in North America looked at this individualism as success. And what we're seeing now with all of the mental health issues that we have, at, again, at both ends of the AIDS spectrum, what is the other epidemic or pandemic that we're struggling with right now? Globally speaking, it's loneliness. And that is happening at the, the youth level and the, 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 uh, the seniors level. And part of that is because those two groups of people don't have as much opportunity to interact easily. And so the, the whole co-housing thing is, it's, it's much easier to, to live in a community where you're surrounded by multi-generational people and you know, throw in multi-ethnic, multicultural as well. And, and you've, got even, you've got an even better community. So co-housing is growing in the idea now that you know, the whole tiny home movement, right? Like let's get a group of people together and live in our tiny homes. Mobile home parks are becoming more popular again because when you talk to people who live in a mobile home park, the number one thing they say is I have community here and someone's always got my back. Now we, you know, we may have a, a stigma around mobile home park that the trailer, tra- uh, the trailer trash boys didn't, uh, the trailer park boys didn't make any better for us. But if you look at the history of mobile home parks going back to uh, the 1930s when the airstreams first started becoming popular, they were actually for the affluent. Like it was people who had money who had the airstreams. It wasn't, you know, like, you know, just some people who who we consider to be, you know, with the low end of the income spectrum. There are mobile home parks where, you know, you might be paying $20,000 in pad rent per month because everybody wants to live at the Malibu Beach mobile home park, right? So it really, um, the the co-housing movement is really more about if you want to live your best life as you kind of are going through the age spectrum of living on your own, if you like to be social and you want to share, you know, resources, um, you know, sharing the tools, sharing the lawnmower, having maybe smaller suites, but then having a big communal kitchen um, built into your co-housing unit, it, it just makes it more affordable on many scales, but that doesn't have to be the driving factor, gives you that built-in community, reduces stress around mental health. And yes, with the Golden Girls thing, I mean, that's the, that's the ultimate dream, right? And especially for women, the average age of a widow in Canada and the US is 56 years old. So women are going to lose their spouses unexpectedly. Um, and there's a whole bunch of data around why that is and how that happens. Women are outliving men by an average of about 30 years and women are remaining single longer and not necessarily getting remarried. So as a woman, you can expect that you're going to live 30 years on your own. 
So do, wouldn't it be great to, you know, live with your golden girls tribe, right? And so that is something that, uh, you know, we've, we've already kind of started on and, and this eight unit apartment building that I'm talking about, we, you know, that's pretty much the first official one. Uh, we've had a couple um, where we've leased a couple of properties before, but this one we're buying, moving into, and then we're looking at one in, in Mexico and Portugal, and we still have space for one or two more people. So if anybody's really interested in coming and living out here on the West Coast, let me know fast. Um, and the co-living piece of that is very similar, but rather than having your own unit with a, you know, a self-contained kitchen and a self-contained, you know, your own bathroom, you're actually sharing a house. So that would be like what we call the, the BFF mansion, where you buy a big old house with oversized rooms and lots of bathrooms, but you're actually sharing the, the house. And again, that can be, you know, financially, but not necessarily financially driven. Um, it can be, you know, you travel a lot and so you don't necessarily want to have a place that's empty a lot, but you want to, you know, see your friends when you're back in town for six months of the year. Um, and, uh, and just as a, a different way to look at it and, and they are definitely growing, um, because we want to get back to the way we used to live, which was in community, you know, it, the, the old saying takes a village, right. And, and that's what we've lost and that's what people are looking for again. Absolutely. And from that, I, I want to ask you, so how, so I, so we all know what we're talking about now. The question everybody always has is how, how do I find this group? How do I start building an investment team? How do I make the transition from where I am to where I want to be? Uh, it's, it's the, the, the how that gets in between that I find really stumbles people and, and, and really just paralyzes them from making the move. So how do you go about finding your supportive group? How do you go about starting to build your investment uh, portfolio with real estate? How do you go about doing that? Yeah, great question. And, and yes, the how is often the stumbling block, right? So again, number one, you know, find a group of like-minded people who have already done it. You know, they're either doing it or they've done it. Um, and there are networks, you know, meetup platform, Facebook groups, there's networks everywhere. Um, Google it on the, on the, uh, on the internet, right? Um, uh, collaborative purchasing groups or collaborative investing groups or, you know, women's only investors or, you know, whatever it is, you know, people who surf, who own property in Hawaii, right? I mean, whatever it is you're looking for nowadays with the way that information is so accessible, you're guaranteed to be able to, to find it and you should be able to find it fairly easily. And if you can't find it yourself, you know, then, then reach out, right? If you're interested in real estate, call a realtor and say, look, I'm interested in joining a real estate group. Here's what I'm looking for. You know, do you have one that you can recommend? Nine, nine times out of 10, you're going to find a realtor who's either part of a group or, or knows of a group. Um, reach out to us. You know, obviously, Kathy, you've probably got groups. I've got our group and then we're, we're connected to lots of other groups as well. So it's, a, it's taking that first step, right? It's, it's, you know, pick up the book. I mean, I know we, we're going to talk about the book, right? But there's 10 women in here who wrote about their real estate journeys, reach out to any one of them and say, look, I'm just getting started. What are, you know, can you, can you give me 10 or 15 minutes and tell me, you know, who do I need to call to get started? What do I need to do? Uh, and for us, I mean, we have a, a part of the team, uh, you know, part of the, the whole point of the how is building a great team. And so we have built a great team. I mean, with Ren, I started it six years ago. And I started it with an investor-focused realtor. I started with investor-focused lawyers. I started with people who offer, you know, more than just what I call the HGTV romance, right? I didn't want to just flip houses. I wanted to 
diversify. I wanted to, with my passion for tourism and travel, I knew for me, I'd want to have an executive rental or an Airbnb. So I was looking at, you know, what are people doing? What are the best practices there? I mean, I was one of those people who stood at the city of Victoria council chambers and yelled at the council when they wanted to take it away from us. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, participating uh, in all of the different things that that have impact on on what you're doing. I mean, we're coming into uh, municipal elections this year. So if you want to be involved in real estate, then figure out who in your municipality is going to support the kinds of things that you're doing. Uh, developers in particular get a bad rap all the time, right? The big bad developer. It's like, well, how many houses has the government built this year? Right. If you go and ask your municipality, your provincial government, your federal government, go and ask them how many actual houses have you built, constructed and put people in this year and developers will be able to beat that number every day of the week. So if developers aren't building, the houses aren't getting built. So developers need to be able to keep building so we can keep providing housing because no one else is providing it. So that's where, you know, again, that being a responsible citizen going out and voting, picking the people in, in different government levels who are supporting what, what you need um, to be able to do to get your investing and your, and your, um, and your uh, real estate on track. Um, those are kind of the, the key things that I can think about. You know, the, the house, there's always the books, right? And, and if you're going to pick up a book, commit to doing something in that book. So if you pick up a book, you know, and it gives you 10 tips on getting started in real estate, try to do one every week. Pick up a pick up a notebook and write down what you're going to do. I always say, you know, the best thing to do if you want to move forward is to write it down, because when you pick up a pen and you actually commit it to paper, there's something psychologically that changes it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I wrote that down. I, I got to do that now. Right. So it, it changes it. So so pick up a book, join a group, um, take some kind of, of first step action. Uh, start building your team by by picking up the phone, going out and, and meeting people, go for coffee with someone, and then just take those first little steps. I mean, a lot of people uh, in the group, it might take them a year to, to make those first steps. And that's okay, because that means that you're, you're learning, you're gathering information, you're making the decision on what's going to be right for you. And then when the right thing comes along, you're ready to take action. You know, getting your finances cleaned up. We haven't even talked about that yet. Doing a budget is the number one thing that people hate to do that is going to give them a clearer picture of where they are at so they understand where they need to, where, what they need to improve in their budget so they can get to where they want to go. So th that's another Absolutely. huge thing. Yeah. That, that's awesome. And we, we're going to take our, we're going to take our last break of the night, actually. And when we come back, I, you mentioned your book and I do want to talk about that and what's in the book. But before we go to break, I do want to mention, we've talked a lot about REN, we've talked about different things, but we haven't actually given the website. So it's WREN.club, C-L-U-B. It is, that's so it, yep. I just want to put that out there because I know if anyone's listening that they're going to be thinking, well, you mentioned REN and it's WREN.club. Yep, so exactly. that's where you can go and find Liza and the and the, and the the group. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you've actually been talking about that we match on this end on the financial side, which is extremely cool. And we're going to take our last break though. And we're going to have a quick conversation about our uh, book. So Liza, we'll talk to you when we get back from our last break. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. We will be right back. 
Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. Our very special guest has been all night with us, Liza Rogers, and we only have about five minutes left. I'm about to do a very shameless plug that I never do, but Christine, I know you're out there. I'm sharing my book because the stuff we've talked about tonight, uh, the only reason I ever got involved in writing a book was because I found that women asked lots of questions that they were scared of and didn't know the answers to. I also knew that exactly, Liza mentioned it earlier, that at some point in time, you're going to be single, whether it's by choice, by widow, by divorce, by any other option that, you know, you make either you make a, you delay becoming single because you're afraid of taking the plunge financially or whatever the case may be. Um, And I've dealt with a lot of women and that is my main focus. uh, And that is why the book was written. And that is who it is for, to make sure that you are taken care of and you're looking after yourself financially. So I'm just putting that shameless plug out there for my my friend, Christine, because if I don't, I will probably um, get a phone call or text later. But um, it is all ladies should use the F word, a guide to loving your finances. And it's also a guide for understanding your finances because it is not hard. And it's like Liza has been talking about tonight, real estate is exciting. It is not hard in the sense that you can't understand it as women. You absolutely can. It's the same thing I say every night on the show is that you can understand your finances. You can understand real estate. I have three minutes left. I can't even believe this. But Liza, share with us your book. Show your picture of the book and everyone go to Amazon. It's available there. I checked. It's still there. It's from ordinary to ordinary, and it's a success story. It's got women sharing their stories about success in real estate, women like you and me and your neighbor and your sister and your cousin and your stranger that you just passed on the street. These are all women that you know and will recognize. Liza, am I am I doing that? Yeah, is that absolutely absolutely. (laughs) from ordinary to extraordinary 10 10 success stories of women from across Canada. And yes, exactly right. We're all different walks of life. And we've all used real estate to uh, to leverage our future. Uh, And uh, and none of us started with, you know, a silver spoon in our mouth. So it's uh, it's been uh, it's been a great journey. Uh, And I also have it available on the website uh, on the ren.club site. And uh, you can order uh, a hard copy and we'll actually put you a, a hard copy in the mail. Um, nice. And you can also get the, uh, the PDF uh, version um, from us or from Amazon. 
Beautiful. And what is next for you? I know the apartment you just mentioned, and you're obviously, I know just from talking to you tonight, you're going to be growing and doing all kinds of cool and wonderful things. Where, what's next in your, in your vision right now? Yeah. So right now, one of the things that you mentioned right at the beginning was the, the, the property that we bought out in Souk, 145 acres. So I managed to buy that with a, a partner uh, just over a year ago, and we have just finished subdividing it. Oh, wow. uh, you know, land is uh, an interesting beast to conquer. <laughs> Um, and again, you know, you don't have to know it all. You just have to have good people, right? I mean, I didn't know anything about building roads, putting up a cell tower, drilling a well, right? Uh, the things that we had to learn, um, you just have to be open to learn them. And you've got to be open to, to, to ask questions and, and put your trust in the experts and then know when to, you know, question what the experts are doing as well. So we yeah. will be selling uh, four 10-acre parcels uh, and... Um, We'll be keeping some for ourselves and we'll probably sell a, a 40 acre chunk um, after we've sold the 10 acre parcels. But that was nice. a huge, scary thing for me to do. And, and that's next on the agenda is to, um, you know, to go through the process of selling uh, raw lambs, you know, doing that, uh, doing that piece. Nice. And then um, and then, yeah, just getting the the eight unit apartment building that we've just bought um, stabilized and closed. We close on September 7th. Uh, and I'm moving into it. Um, I'm actually moving in first as a tenant because uh, there was a vacancy. So it made sense for me to move in as a tenant. So I'm moving in, we'll get it stabilized, we'll get to know the area, and then we'll start, uh, we'll start the process of moving in our, our BFFs. And we'll have oh. this amazing property, our, our first Golden Girls property uh, I love with, it. A, with a few golden men. <laughs> I love it. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. Right there. And, and, and I have, oh gosh, I only have a minute left, darn it. Um, but if I can just add on there, when you said about, um, you know, doing your, getting involved and, and trusting the experts and also trust your intuition. I have found that women have the best intuition. And every time I've gone against my gut, I could kick myself because I knew it was right, but you get rational <laughs> and you talk yourself out of it or you listen to other people and women have great instincts when it comes to money whether it's buying property whether it's um, investing it whether it's price matching on groceries whether it's looking for sales they're very very good at with money so I, I agree intuition. yeah intuition is huge right yeah. it's that gut feeling you know is your gut and your heart saying this feels like a good decision I mean exactly. still you know still do the due diligence but if it feels good um, you know, I get the full body shivers and, and you'll yep. hear me like when, when that's, when that happens and it happens often, it's like, okay, somebody's, that's my intuition, that's right? That's it saying ding, 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 go, 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 go. You know? Thank you, Liza. Thank you so, so much. I have 15 seconds left. I could talk to you for another two hours easily, but I want to thank you so much for joining us. Everyone check out ren.club. You can find Liza there. You can find the book there, like yourself in, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.